All righty. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Modcast. I'm your host, Chris Perry, with your co-host, Tyler Bedson. Tyler, what kind of animal do you feel like today? Today, I feel like a toke gecko. A toke gecko. Let me look this up. A toke gecko. Yeah, you have to look at this thing. Let's see. Toke gecko. Geckos are pretty cool, man. They, they like randomly on climb ceilings and... I might buy one of these, honestly. These actually look pretty cool. The color of it's incredible. Yeah, apparently that changes, too. It's just considered one of the... I looked up top ten coolest lizards. <laughs> and this is, not, this is number seven. Number seven. Okay, well, what, yeah. what's cooler than this? Oh, uh, let me see. Number one is a... Let me see. A Galapagos land iguana. Interesting. So apparently the Tokay gecko has a very strong bite that can draw blood. That's cool. That would suck to be bit by a gecko. I wouldn't tell people that. I wouldn't let people know about that. Um, I would pretty skip that story. Pretty feisty is what it says. And they aren't good for handling. See, mine, this is not a pet for a novice or a uh, home with young children. Yeah, can you imagine like a gecko just chasing your child around? That'd be kind of... That would traumatize them. Like the oh, I'm sure. Times. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, "Shit, they're scared of lizards now." <laughs> It'd be a lifelong issue for sure. That's that's a therapy session. I, Why are you the way you are? I got chased by a lizard. <laughs> that, that's not what made you a narcissist, Timmy. Come on, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what do you feel like today? I feel like a fossa. It is, is like a cat. Yes, similar okay. to a cat. It's kind of in the mongoose family. A mongoose. Um, they live in Madagascar. They're uh, they're about three feet long and about weigh about twenty pounds. This looks like a mixture of a wiener dog and an otter. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally wiener dog's body with an otter face. I'd say I look like that. Yeah, honestly, like the, you, you often choose animals that look exactly like you. I'm pretty good at that. I'm pretty good. This question at says, are fossas cat or dogs? And they're like, it says, no, it's a mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, wrong, completely wrong. There's only 2,500 of these left in the world. And I'm one of them. Huh. They, a lot of them have rabies. Uh, mm, I might, I could have, yeah, I could pass for having rabies. Hmm. They're pretty cute. Apparently they are known for killing livestock. So people will hunt these. They're also featured in the Madagascar movies. Oh, really? Yeah, look at this. I'm going to hold it up to the camera. Look at that little baby. That was in the movie. Oh, that's a fossa. Okay. Yeah, a little fossa guy. I would, I would assume that is a bear, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly it's a fossa. Clearly. So, today... We're going to do the opposite of what we did last time, and we're going to get to know Chris a little bit better. Uh, yeah. We feel like we've been doing these episodes for quite a while, and people don't really know us completely. So, of course, we didn't do this in the beginning because that would be lame. Nobody really cares. But yeah. now that you guys have listened for quite a while, we're going to go ahead and interview Chris as well and kind of get to know a little bit about him, where he came from, where he started, what his interests are, who he's dating. Um <laughs> 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 also to whatever ex-girlfriend of chris's decided to give us one star stop please stop that's not cool 
<laughs> you know, you know that's probably accurate though. Oh, it is. Sure. <laughs> I could probably guess who it is. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, we got our first one star review, which was funny because it was a three star review, and then they switched it to a one star. So that tells me that it was like somebody that just doesn't like me or Chris. The th- but uh, it was probably they didn't like me. But the, obviously, the three star review wasn't enough to catch our attention, and they were like, "Damn it, we drop it to one." Yeah, which is kind of like it, but not a lot. But now I hate it. Yeah, so bunch of. I was waiting for like a written review, like saying that we suck and or something like that. Oh, I want that. Yeah, but no, we didn't get that. We just got some stars. Uh, But anyway, let's get into it today. You ready, brother? Let's do it. All right, we're gonna ask you the same questions, but I'm gonna throw in some like little twists here. All right. Okay. What's your favorite soda? Favorite soda? Ooh, either Dr Pepper or Cheerwine. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> and this is the beginning of knowing how weird Chris is. Anybody yeah. that didn't know. Like, yeah, because <laughs> would you have expected that? Anybody? No. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say something ridiculous like Dr. Pepper Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also good. Which is like 27 flavors. Oh, yeah. um, all right. What is cheer wine again? Is that it's like a, it's honestly basically like a cherry Dr. Pepper like Dr. Pepper and cherry cop syrup had a had a love child. So basically it's it's Dr. Pepper cherry. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked, dude. Why? Okay. Dude, it's so good. All right. So what is your favorite flavor of okay, first off, do you like Gatorade or Powerade? So I'm gonna lean towards Gatorade. Okay, what's your favorite flavor? Lime cucumber, zero. See, I figured you'd say that because it's weird. <laughs> so, you know, but that one is actually pretty good. Surprisingly. So refreshing. Very refreshing, especially like a cold one of those on a hot day. Oh, so I feel good. you on that, man. I can never find that flavor anymore. They have them at Kroger now. I found them really? I think like I, well, exclusive okay, to Kroger. I, I think they're only full sugar ones. They don't have like the zero version. So that's why. They have those here. And then the, they now have the strawberry kiwi one, zero ones here as well. Interesting. That's mm-hmm. good. All right. Well, see, so now we're... Very odd choices. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite fast food? Ooh. Um, if we're going to rule Chick-fil-A out, because I don't count that as fast food. Honestly, honestly, I'm... Um, okay, sober or not sober? In general, let's just say like in any, in any given situation on a Friday at 12 p.m. Friday at 12 p.m. cookout for a fact. Okay. Because I'm not sober at Friday on a 12 p. If I'm out at that time, I'm not present. Cookout has a lot of lot of options, man. It's just like you can get. I think you can get a chicken quesadilla as a fucking side, dude. That's crazy. Well, it's crazy. But the thing is, is we've talked about this before. But Cookout in Lexington is like a shootout zone. Like people have died there. So it's like I don't know if I want to eat my food in danger. Like you know, you're ordering a quesadilla and you just get shot. That's not. It's it's dinner with not a fun risk. Dinner with a a horrible. (laughs) Dinner with violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. PlayStation or Xbox? So I grew up on PlayStation, but I now have an Xbox. You know, that's the funniest thing because I grew up on Xbox and I now have a PlayStation. <laughs> well, I had, so I had a PlayStation because my dad didn't want to pay for like PlayStation Live or whatever you yeah. want to call it, like Xbox Live's yeah. equivalent to PlayStation, but now PlayStation it costs Network. money. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, yeah. I remember, do you remember when the PlayStation Network got hacked for like... Oh, yeah, and it took like everybody's like credit card info for like eight months you couldn't play on on the playstation network i was distraught i played through the call of duty campaign a thousand times that's crazy i didn't know they had that like i guess i had an xbox during that time so that makes sense why you switched but yeah i didn't experience that era so cool 
What game? What games do you play? Primarily Call of Duty. Um, the Last of Us was probably one of my favorite video games of all time, but that was on. The, that's a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. See, I hate how they do that, man. It's like, you know, I used to really like Halo, and it was like you had to have an Xbox to play Halo. Yeah. So I've missed out on every recent Halo game because I switched. But oh well. All right. Cream of rice or oatmeal? Oatmeal. All right. You like them thick. Okay. Stupid thick. Potato or rice? Potato and prep rice in off season. Yeah, I said the same thing. I know. It's just like, yeah. It just works. It just works. It makes sense. It makes Mm -hmm. sense. Favorite kind of cereal? All right. So can I tell you about the best bowl of cereal you'll ever have in your entire life? No. Okay, well, I'm going to. Okay, it, you. <laughs> because this is important for everybody to hear. And this is going to tell you guys that I might partake in wheat. So I just I made this bowl of cereal. I, de- I tr- designed this recipe many years ago, and I ate it very frequently. So you, you need a three-quart bowl to start, okay? You have to have a three-quart serving bowl, okay? You're going to put four to five Oreos in the bottom of the bowl. Why am I breathing so heavy talking about this? <laughs> So you put three, <laughs> you put Oreos at the bottom of the bowl, right? You're going to do two, two parts, two parts cinnamon toast crunch and one part Reese's puffs. Okay. You're going to mix it all together. The Oreos stay at the bottom, put in your unsweetened almond milk. Cause we're healthy in these parts and you're going to take a spoonful of peanut butter. Okay. And you're going to use that peanut butter to drag the dry cereal off of the top and you're going to eat the dry cereal with the peanut butter. Once you finish that, then you have the perfectly saturated cereal, right? You eat through that, and then when you get to the bottom, you are left with an Oreo cereal milk sludge. You get to eat at the bottom. So that's the best bowl of cereal of your entire life. This is also why Chris started as a fat kid. Yeah, this is (laughs) one one of the reasons. Yeah, so Chris is the worst, and yeah, this is how I get fat really quick. Is Chris I do is things like, like I used to watch cartoons and make this concoction. <laughs> no, see, the thing was, this was like f- three years ago. This was not my oh, wow. youth. Yeah, no, I found this out really. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's in- that's intense. All right. Yeah, but also love like fruity pebbles. So. Oh, okay. See, that was a fair answer too. That was like a more normal answer. You had to go with like <laughs> the most extreme, obnoxious one first. Yep. Extreme. All right. Okay. Let's see. Next up. Do you have any pets? I do. I have two cats. I rescued them in 2020. Their names are Tello and Crimes. I did not name them. They were named by the previous owner after her favorite wine brands. They're long-haired, and they're super sweet, but they're also very obnoxious. And then I have a pit bull named Gru. He is my baby boy. I rescued him last year when I ran a dog rescue. Nice. Um, Do cats know their names? No, I just yell at them. Do they like? Oh, I was always under that because you know I've never had a cat because like well Laura's allergic to them and I think I am too. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've always wondered like if they actually respond or like when you call them they like come. They, they know what I'm talking to. I'm like if they get on my countertop and I yell for them to get off, they know. But I don't think they know their names. Nice. Mm-hmm. So leads us to the next question: What are some of your hobbies that don't include bodybuilding? Okay, so I. I've had a lot of hobbies. Um, I've played guitar and bass and sort of ukulele and kind of can play the banjo. And I have since I was like 11 years old. Um, play video games sometimes. I actually unplugged unplugged my Xbox during prep so I wouldn't play it all the time because I've been known to do that as well. 
and so I would sleep. Um, I collect a shitload of vintage t-shirts. That's kind of my kink. Um, that's really it. It's really yeah. it. working kind of consumes my whole day. So if I have time yeah, for anything cool. else, like I, I might I have most people our age, if work doesn't consume you at some point, then yeah, you gotta love what you do though. You know? Yeah. And I do. And it's like, it's been the coolest project and the podcast is added to that as well. But it's like, I basically live groundhog day every day. I work from like eight, seven or 8 AM until 7 PM. And then I go train and I go to bed and it's really it like six, yeah. seven days a week for the most part. It's a pretty easy life. I like it like that. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah. I like simple now. What is your favorite band? Favorite band. That's tough. Or, or music artist, whatever you want to call it. Depending on the genre. So I was introduced to metal at a very young age, like the fourth grade. My brother did not like me growing up. And so the first time we actually talked was when he came into my room and handed me a Slipknot album and said, you need to listen to this. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like nine years old. And so Slipknot is like my favorite metal band for a fact. Um, I like like Hozier and Kaleo are probably like two of my favorite like bands that I listen to when I'm just doing work, like more alternative music. Um, and then like when I'm driving to the gym, I either listen to like heavy punk rock like Panic at the Disco and Paramore and Headbang yeah. or I listen to Suicide Boys and Kill Station and Bump. <laughs> so it's, so, like, it's it definitely thing. ranges. I have, I appreciate all I think it just comes from playing instruments for so long. I really do appreciate all music. Like I can find a song in any genre that I enjoy. Yeah, that's good. All right. What was your first job ever? First job ever? I like um well, I mowed yards as a kid to make money. Like I'd mow and weed eat, but like first official like W2 job or W4 job, uh, I worked front desk at this small gym that was owned by my doctor's office near my high school when I was like 16. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I've what worked was the, a lot. Of, go ahead. What was the least favorite job you've ever had? Oh, gee, most of them, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that's tough to say. I, um, I would say probably when I was a project manager and I was primarily doing foundation work for a living. So I was doing crawl space stuff. I was underneath houses fucking 60 hours a week encapsulating crawl spaces. I was just in a nasty, exhausting work setting literally six or seven days a week for an entire year. Um, I'd say that was probably one of the worst. Just, it was primarily obviously the job itself. It paid very, very well. Um, but it was the work environment too. It was ran by a very immoral group of people. Yeah, you get stuck in stuff like that. That's why I I couldn't work for anybody now at this point with, you know, owning a business for so long. I can't, dude. I won't go back. Yeah. Bodybuilding questions. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's get into these. What is your favorite muscle group to train? Back. Back. Good. Yeah. That's you have a pretty good back, so that makes sense. What's Thanks. your favorite exercise? I've grown very fond which it's posterior chain, but I've grown very fond of stiff leg deadlifts off the floor. Yeah. Those, those are become, hard, man. Th those have become my challenge to get my, also to get my hamstrings and glutes up. They've been fun. Yeah. Yeah. They've definitely improved. I've been watching your videos. Those are definitely going up. What is your Leafs favorite muscle group to train? Arms by a country mile. I fucking <laughs> hate, hate training arms, dude. What, what makes you hate training arms? It's, 
again, it's like we talked about before that it is very boring. I don't get excited for it. It's not intense to me in the way that I like things to be intense. Like it's very like more technical based than I care. To, like I don't have the attention span to commit to it in the right way. Yeah. Um, and like we said, dude, I like I love getting a tricep pump. I hate getting a bicep pump. It makes yeah. me, but it's something that I'm having to learn to love as I want to be a competitive athlete and I need to bring up my weak points. So I'm training them it almost, I'm training them every training session now. Like I've got my frequency to every workout at this point. All right. So next question. Oh, sorry. Pull this up. Da, da, da. What is your favorite piece of equipment? Cybex hack squat for a fact. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's Maybe. normally if people have a Cybex hack squat at their gym, I'm like, you're pretty set. Like yeah. that's in my opinion, one of the best hack squats there is. All right. Three supplements you can't live without. Ooh, uh, clinical labs, cortisol blocker. Cause I'm a ball of stress at all times. Um, vitamin D I've found helps me a lot and then i would say l-glutamine for my gut yeah that's a good one people don't think about l-glutamine for actual digestion of carbs and everything is very beneficial it's a ton all right you're stranded on an island what are three things you can't live without a beanie um hmm a beanie for sure can't forget that um I would say I'm going to have to go with my bed as well, as unoriginal as that is. I'm looking around my room to see what else I need. And I'll bring Gru. No, he would nice. complain the whole time. He would complain the whole time. He wouldn't like that. My, I, I have a – so you've met Gru. He's a piss baby of a dog. I love him to death. I've spoiled him entirely rotten. Um, he would just be sad. Um, a beanie, my bed, and a box fan. Because that's the only way I can sleep at night is if I have a fan on. Yeah. That's fair. You yeah. know. And then, you know, you can keep cool out there. You might not have electricity or anything, but, I mean, at least you have a fan. Yeah, I have a fan. <laughs> at least my head will be super warm the whole time. Yeah, there great, you go. Great fucking job, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd confidently say that you would probably not survive on that island. I'm an Eagle Scout, you know, dude. You, I would survive. You, you would sleep well, at least, on your yeah. bed. I'm and an Eagle know. Scout. I will survive. You're yeah, that's true. That's true. I forget that. Mm -hmm. All right. If you had one last meal that you could have, you're about to be sentenced to death. What meal would you choose? All right. So my mother makes the best apple pie you will ever have in your life. So for sure that my grandmother makes the best biscuits and gravy you'll ever have in your life. So that's for sure there. My grandfather makes the best blueberry pancakes. So those are also there. And then... um. Sushi. What was the name of that sushi spot in Lexington that we went to? Um, Osaka. Yeah, Osaka for a fact. We're doing yeah. Osaka for sure. And then Five Daughters Donuts. That's what you I told me about that place. I never. I don't think I ever end up. Actually, no. I did go get up getting them. They were really good. The they're croissant donuts. Yeah, they're insane. They yeah, I had the, insane. my first croissant glazed donut was what chris recommended to me to get while i was in nashville yeah it was worth it it was very very good they're like one of the best donuts i've ever had yeah uh i'd say my favorite if you ever come into lexington my favorite donut place is called mcgee's it's actually the, the donuts we had on the wall at the wedding oh dude yes i stole so uh, many bags of those 
if, if people didn't know, Chris came to my mine and Laura's wedding and we had a donut wall with McGee's donuts. And I'm pretty sure he like we were giving out bags uh, for people to put the donuts in to take home because, of course, there were like 300 of them. And I think Chris took like eight to ten <laughs> while he was eating them. There's a video. There's a video somewhere that Laura has. I hope she saved it where it's like me just grabbing bags with a donut, like one in my mouth. And then I just turn to the camera and look and then turn back and just keep grabbing donuts. Yeah. You told me they were free. If anybody's coming to Lexington and you're competing at the Kentucky Open in a few weeks, make sure the next morning you go get some McGee's donuts. We'll be there. It's it is one of the best donuts you'll have. Yeah, we'll be there. Um, all right. What is your least favorite food? Like what's something you absolutely won't eat? There's only one food that I will not eat, um, and that is honeydew. Like the can like the the melon? Yeah. What's wrong with it? makes my throat itch and i think it's just like a filler fruit and fruit salad it's bullshit you, you might be allergic to it probably <laughs> other than that i'll eat literally anything have you ever had lamb fries lamb fries yeah like is it like poutine is that what we're discussing no it's lamb testicles i haven't had no i've had bull testicles how did you enjoy those they actually weren't bad see you know one time there's a place here called uh what is it called they got like the Nighthawk special. It's it's a place that it's like a steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the name of it, but they sell these things called lamb fries. And I remember I went there and uh, one of my buddies ordered them. He's like, "Try this." I had no idea what it was, and I tried it, and I was, he was like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "It was basically like these meat things, and they were covered in gravy." Well, yeah. Then he was like, "Oh yeah, those are uh, lamb testicles," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Listen, well, it's not that bad. Yeah, if it's on the menu, it can't be that bad. That's how I look at it. Yeah, that's my thoughts are like somebody's not going to put that on the menu if like it's horrible. Exactly. So, um, do you want kids one day? I do. Would you rather have a daughter or a son? Or do a you son, care? A son for sure. Son? Okay. <laughs> See, that's 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 a good one. Me, me and Laura discussed that. I, I would rather have a daughter first, but both son too. But. She would rather just have sons because of how bad she was as a child. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> regardless of what I have, it's going to be a menace. Laura was like, if I if I have a daughter, it's going to be like me, and I don't want to deal with another me. And I was like, yeah, that's, fair. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair warning. Yeah. So, all right. If you could have any animal to ride on into battle, what would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> the best question you've ever asked me uh oh man i'd have to i, I think a rhino we've talked about i mean they're yeah okay that's shit. a good choice and they can okay, so barrel through if you had to choose between any weapon to use in this battle what would you use so i was always inspired by gimli in lord of the rings he was my favorite favorite which is the dwarf the dwarf if anybody doesn't know that's why chris chose me for coaching he thought i looked like that exactly i was like is that gimli no fucking way i would choose i would have to go with a battle axe which i do own one interesting okay battle axe is fair yeah i remember that was the prize for overall at a savannah show yeah I at linda murray yeah man it's pretty jealous of that um, it's, it's sharp I may I may go attend that show to get myself a battle axe as well. Let's do it. If I do a next show, I'm gonna go do that one. What, what what date was that show? I forgot. It was September, September 11th. Fall, that falls in line with like some good shows. I could probably do that. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's go get an axe. Savannah's beautiful. I love that place. Let's see. Next question. What matters most to you in life? Ooh, 
I mean, ultimately my people, you know, you and Laura and all those, you guys being, being some of those people, um, I'm very fortunate for the, the small circle that I do have. I think I finally found, um, a select few people in my life that actually have pure intentions for me. And that's really cool. Cause I didn't have that for a long time. And I think also just being included, feeling included and accepted and embraced by a, this group of people that I'm discussing is very important to me as well. Um, and like we talked about loyalty, I think that is coming to be few and far between and very unfortunate. And it's just hard to find that nowadays. So it's very refreshing when you do find those people and those moments in life. Yeah, it's very valuable to find the right friends, man. It's, some people, you know, people come in your life and it's for a reason. I've realized that. And that's that's kind of the key to find those people. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this next question? Yeah. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Lord of the Rings, no question. Good, good answer. Good answer. No question. Yeah, exactly. What is your favorite Lord of the Rings movie? Ooh. That's really tough. That's really tough. Let me, I need to look really quick. So my dad, every year, my father and I, um, we have all of the movies, all of the extended edition ones, and we will sit for a day and watch them. It is 16 hours in total. Um, mm, I'm going to have to say The Two Towers. I, I agree with that. I, I yeah. think that one has some of the best battle scenes. And, oh, they're insane. Yeah, it's a pretty badass movie there. I've tried to get Laura into watching those, and she says they're for nerds like myself. Well, we are. <laughs> Which I agree. Yeah. It is. It's kind yeah. of like it's. And I imagine if she tried to watch like Fellowship of the Ring, you know, the, the first part of that is so like. So slow. Slow that she'd be like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I get it. Um, all right. Next question. Mm hmm. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Ooh. Ooh, that's a tough question. Mm. I would say that's really tough. I haven't ever put any thought into that. I'm just like trying to figure out. I mean, I know we all know where I'm moving next. We're going to yeah. Lexington, but um, cat's out of the bag. Um, I love Savannah, Georgia. I like fell in love with that place when I was there for my show. I think it's like really? an incredible spot. Yeah, it's stunning. And it's like very historical. The food scene's cool. I liked it there. I loved Austin, Texas, but I would only live there if like money wasn't an, a, a, you know, an object and a thing because it is so expensive to live there. Um, yeah. And then like out of the U.S., I like really loved of course this was i mean years and years and years ago i got to go to england and ireland and i really loved england and i love the bodybuilding scene there too i think it's super sick yeah just so you got a lot of options you've looked at i have a buddy that lives in savannah and he's always told me how nice it is there too so i want to do that i need to go visit there and check it out mm -hmm. all right if, what is your dream car dream car uh 1969 lincoln continental with suicide doors Okay. Mm -hmm. Very specific and bagged. unique. Yeah, bags. Yeah, they're sick. All right. Next question. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. When it's all said and done, what do you want to leave behind in this world? I mean, at the end of the day, like like we've talked about, I just want to leave leave some amount of uh, everlasting impact on on those that I've gotten to encounter. 
Um, I think mine, though I want to be known as a great coach, it's obviously not necessarily the most important thing to me as far as where I've found a lot of my purpose in this life is being able to help break stigmas around specifically eating disorders, but like mental health and stuff like that. Um, especially in like the, the younger male demographic is the, where I've kind of reached a lot of guys and them realizing they're not the only person going through these things. So I think that's where a lot of, I want to continue to try to help as much as I can in sharing my chaotic life and story to tr hopefully try to help people realize they're not alone in theirs too. Yeah. That's a good way to be, man. Like, I think that's a very valuable way to be in life. All right. Are you ready for some yes or no questions? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Would you speak to animals if you could? Absolutely. All right. Now, what question here. Would you rather speak to animals or be able to speak to dead people? Animals. Animals. There's too many there, caveats there. with the dead people where like that could go south really quick. Like, am I speaking to ghosts or am I just talking to like a casket? You know? True. True. Um, next question. Mm -hmm. If Gru could speak, how do you think he would sound? He would sound pitiful. You've seen his eyes, man. He was, he, yeah. everything would just, you know, he would just be really stressed and anxious at all times. I could see that. He has like a really like low, sad voice where he's like, please help me. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. He's like, or like, he, <laughs> I feel like he could also kind of sound like Eeyore, you know? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. If you, like, that's a good comparison. Like Eeyore, I could see him sound like, yeah. I, I think if Primo could talk, he'd sound like Mr. T. Oh, for sure. He's yeah. assertive. Yeah. He's assertive. Yo, fool. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I could see that. All right. Mm -hmm. What is your most proud accomplishment? Ooh, I think, I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm proud of at the end of the day. And it's taken me a long time to, to accept that. Um, cause I am one who is very susceptible to imposter syndrome as I do tend to live in that world. Um, I think, one thing that I'm proud of is I, I took the leap to move out of my hometown when I was 20 years old. I decided on a Thursday and I moved into my new apartment by Sunday and I've kind of been doing it myself since kind of just been living on my own and figuring it out. Um, yeah. You know, winning my first show is something that has taken me a long time to recognize as kind of a big deal. And I didn't really appreciate that or understand it in the moment, um, which I was also 20 years old when I did that. Um, starting my own business and will take finally taking the leap and, and just doing this. Cause like I said, I've been coaching for a number of years now, but finally just looking at my bank account and saying, I fuck it, let's do this and quitting my, my roofing job last year and, and kind of been doing it since. So those are some that come to mind. Yeah. It's crazy to take that risk, man. Whenever you're like, I remember when I had to do that and it was, I was terrified. terrified. I always tell people, if you're not scared, then you're most likely not going to achieve new heights. Yeah. And you got to, you got to kind of make those leaps to get, get where you want to be. Yeah. So I'm proud of you for doing that. I think that's going to be very good thing for you in the long run. Yeah, I think so too. Where, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Um, so that's the thing, man. I, I have a hard time looking more than like six months ahead in life. Um, I don't know if it was because of how COVID went that that kind of altered things for me where I just got laid off and didn't know what to do for three months. 
Um, you know, ultimately five years from now, that puts me at 29. I'd like to be married with a couple kids at least and still doing this, you know, at the end of the day. And yeah. I don't necessarily know if that's, if I'll be bodybuilding at that age, um, as I kind of want to probably scale out of it by then and look to another strength sport. Um, but I still want to coach. I mean, this is what I want to do forever. Yeah. What, what finally got you into coaching? Like how, how did that go about? So, you know, I lost a ton of weight when I was in high school and gained it all back, lost it again. I just made mistake after mistake. And I basically was just my own Guinea pig. Cause I'm neurotically obsessive. And so I was just excited to learn and try out all these new different things. Right. And so in 2015, me and one of my best friends, Matt, finally made a pact that we would go to the gym together because we were both scared to go to a public gym because I worked at my parents' garage because I was scared to go to a public gym. And it was the gym, the first gym I ever worked at. It was this tiny little, you know, 2,000-square-foot gym that my doctor's office owned that nobody knew about. And so we signed up there, and I started helping Matt, and I started experimenting with programming and writing diets and stuff and kind of testing things out, and I helped him lose – 130 pounds and he had to have like skin reduction surgery and everything else and I watched how much it impacted his life in like such a positive manner right like completely altered who he was as a person and I was like I want to do this for everybody like that's when I was like this is what I want to fucking do you know more than anything else so yeah you kind of found your knack for helping people and you found how much joy that brought you and it kind of kept going from there yeah and so I made all these mistakes myself and I was like, I want to help people not make the same mistakes that I did where my, my journey probably could have been expedited by two years maybe, but it's like I had to make all these mistakes to learn from it. So I'm still fortunate for those because it helps me teach people better. All right. That's good. That's fair. Cause, uh, I've always wondered how you started. So I think that would give people some insight of where you came from and like what got you really into this, um, mm -hmm. for your own competition self, when is your next show? When we're ready. Yeah. It's fair, I fair answer. Yeah, I, I'd love to put a, a an absolute date on that. We have an idea of hopefully when we'll be ready, but it's like at the end of the day, obviously we I earned the placing that I deserved, and I don't want to f experience that placing ever again in my life, and I needed to. Like it kicked me in the dick, but it's like now I know what a national stage actually looks like, and it's like we've got a lot to improve on. I've got a lot to improve on, right? Yeah. So when the time comes, the time comes. I always say to people, the national stage is like a big wake up call. It's, it's tough. Not many people get it the first time. It's very rare. Yeah. And it's basically paying your dues. You go in there and you compare yourself to other people, you get your feedback and you get better and you come back the next time and you crush. Mm -hmm. So that's always the goal. It's a constant improvement thing. And, uh, you realize how many people are trying to go for something that prestigious because, you know, if you really think about it, what is it like? probably like 0.0001% of the population is an IFBB pro. There's a reason we all want it because not all of us can get it, you know? Yeah, it's it's unreal like how how hard it is to statistically become a pro athlete in bodybuilding mm -hmm. if you think of all the people really trying. Um, if you could compete in any pro show, which pro show would be you be wanting to compete in? Ooh, so you've watched a lot of these, man. And it's kind of cool. Like certain ones give away certain different prizes and it's just like more prestigious. And I mean, I think like 
I would love to do the Linda Murray Pro-Am just because I love Savannah, Georgia, and I loved the show. Yeah. I loved how it was ran. Linda Murray was such a kind person to meet. Um, I love, like, bad, like, I mean, obviously, when it comes to, like, prestige, um, like, Chicago or New York Pro, for sure, yeah. would be, would just be wild to be a part I of. I think those, those shows are so stacked. Sometimes people get afraid to do them, but it's like, if you win that show, you're automatically, like, considered on your way up like yeah. very good like tampa pro even is one coming up that's like dude yeah i think there's so many people in that one mm-hmm. so we're almost getting to the end here um yeah so yeah we got some few more questions for you though let's do it what is your favorite style of cardio none of it um <laughs> honestly i've grown fond of hit I've grown, I, I, it kicks the shit out of me and that's why I like it, but it's over in six minutes. Like I've been, so we've been doing assault bike hit and that's been one of my favorites recently. I, I personally, I'm going to say it cause I need to, I, the stairs because they get me in fucking shape. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like the things that suck are the ones that I have to learn to like, cause I know that's what I need to do. Yeah, I agree, man. It's it, the harder something is normally the better it works and it's mm-hmm. kind of, what sucks about this sometimes yeah. you're like, Oh shit, this is hard. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's because it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your biggest pet peeve about fitness in general? <laughs> uh, I think, um, the whole, the, the disingenuousness that's coming, I think the lack of morality as a whole, especially in the coaching realm where people are trying to fake it until they make it. And they are using people's mental, physical, and hormonal health at like, in the that's in the palm of their hands, and they're using it irresponsibly, right? Yeah. Where you're you're seeing people who have no. I've seen plans where I'm like, what is your fucking thought process, right? And we're seeing people like the whole thing where people are hiring assistant coaches to make it seem like they've got a full roster. In reality, they've got ten clients, right? There's this whole weird group of individuals that I will not name doing this weird fake it till you make it thing. And it's like, I just don't, I don't respect that. It's like used car salesmen for coaching. It's like we're handling human lives. I've noticed that too. It's like we're getting more and more people when it's like they, they try to market something without having any results. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they're doing it backwards. Like, it's like, have you ever seen those people They post stuff and it's like, let me show you how I made it to be a 30 K a month coach. And it's like, but they never have like made 30 K themselves. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, like, dude, like shut up, man. Like, like I understand, obviously this is a lucrative thing and we all want to make a good amount of money and make a living. And, and I respect that to a degree, but we also have to remember these are people that we're working with. They are not just a number and they're not just a dollar bill. Right. So it's like, don't treat it like, oh, dude, you got to have a $30,000 a month. Okay, well, it's like, are you prepared to work with 100 people at a time and take care of all of them the way they deserve? Or are you going to neglect yeah. all of them? Right? That's the thing, man. It's like, uh, you know, somebody that takes on quite a few clients, I've, I've realized like you really have to love people. And I think a lot of people fall in love with money and not with the process of actually caring about people. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we, we've seen that with some of the posts going around lately. It's like uh, them really trying to push, you know, hormone health, hormone health and claiming people are broken when in reality, you know, they just need to 
diet better or should make some lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing a lot of people being taken advantage of too, which is kind of strange. Yeah. Um, if you could change one thing about your past, what would it be? One thing about my past. Yeah. I don't know that I would change anything. It's a fair answer. You know, I grant I can't like pinpoint one singular thing where I'm like, I wish I've, I mean, I've made stupid decisions that ultimately I do regret, but like they've either humbled me or taught me something along the way. You know what I mean? Like I'm here in this current spot for a reason and I'm fortunate for it. And everything that's I've done up to this point has obviously gotten me here. Yeah. You know, so I'm not going to act like I'm a patron saint. I've made stupid decisions. I've been a, a, you know, a menace before in my life. Um, but I can't say that I would necessarily change anything in particular. Maybe my work ethic. I think I was yeah. lazy for a long time. Hey, that's something I think is better with maturity over time, too. Yeah. How many tattoos do you have? 22, I think. Let what, me. Do you have a favorite tattoo? My beanie tattoo. That one's my favorite. That's fair. That's very... <laughs> You know, I think I'm 22. Have you thought about possibly wearing a hat with ears on it? I'll buy one. Okay. Yeah, I'll get I'll get one if you want me to. I think it'd be very good for you and your persona. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm counting them. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I have 22 tattoos. 22 tattoos. Mm -hmm. That's almost one for every year that you've been alive. I'm getting there. It sounds like you need to get a few more. I'm trying to. So I think we're almost out of time. Any, any closing statements or anything you want to tell people about you that we may not know? Any fun facts? Fun facts. I've been bitten by a penguin before. Um, <laughs> Do you have any hidden talents? No. No. <laughs> like you can't sing. Or, can, you, can you sing or like? No, I can't. I don't think I can sing at all. Try, um, try singing real quick. I won't do that ever, Tyler. <laughs> you you know me. Do you uh, know the song Dancing Queen by ABBA? I have heard it. I can't say I know it well enough to even attempt to recite it, nor will I recite it right now. Well, I, I tried everybody. I tried to get him to sing. I know that was one of the questions people asked. No, he can't sing. Fun fact, I took the ACT drunk and I made a 32 on it. What were you drinking at the time? Southern Comfort. So if anybody want to know how to get a better score in the ACT, (laughs) drink Southern Comfort is what Chris is basically implying here. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, I mean, it's really it. That's kind of. I think it made you more intelligent to drink Southern Comfort. I think it just made me less anxious. And sometimes it's what people need. And you could put it in Dr. Pepper and you couldn't smell it at school. You know. One thing I used to do when I was studying for tests that I, th- I figured out worked, I thought was like really dumb, is I would eat peppermints while I was studying. Mm. And then I would eat those peppermints again while I was taking the test. And for some reason, it would make me remember. That's a thing. Yeah. I didn't realize that. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. So, my, my hot dad, tip if you want to pass school. Yeah. My, my dad, oh, we still have five minutes. Cool. Uh, my dad. Um, who was an electrical engineer when he was doing his master's program. Mind you, my father has never made below a B in his life. Uh, he would dip coffee grounds. Huh. Yeah. He's That's crazy. That's where I get a lot of my 
neurotic obsession from is, it's is different all these all these kids these days are just doing adderall and <laughs> drugs and you're you're over here breaking you know that pattern <laughs> and you're like here's southern comfort and we're peppermints and coffee grounds we're just giving you you know more natural ways as we yeah, would yeah. say it's, it's healthier for sure <laughs> relatively speaking <laughs> but yeah. yeah so we learned a little bit about chris today Mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed this. We we wanted to do this just, you know, as a quick one to kind of give you guys more of an idea of where we come from, what we're about, what we've been doing, um, how we got here today. Um, so I did want to close off with a little bit more about, you know, why we made the modcast. Yeah. Yeah. We we came up we, we basically were sitting there one day with Laura and we were eating, I think we were at Cheesecake Factory. We were at Cheesecake Factory. And, you know, the what one thing you guys don't know about this podcast is these are actually the way the conversations me and him have and this is exactly how we talk so all these are often discussions we've had and you know it's very fluid so we were able to you know just discuss things and go where it leads us so we made this though for our old uh friend Devin, who unfortunately passed away last year uh so he always said memories over dreams and mod stands for memories over dreams so modcast so just wanted to go fill people in on that so anybody that didn't know this was made for our friend Devin, mm-hmm. and we plan on bringing you more and more stuff from here yeah yeah this is ultimately this is this is really cool at, at the end of the day i, I continue to say that it, it surprises me how many people reach out to me about it every single day and it, it's given me a lot of purpose and and just more reason but but like tyler said this is just kind of how we talk like none of this is scripted we literally come up with the idea of the episode usually the morning of and run with it so we are we are very fortunate for all of you people who have who have supported us and you know we're thankful for whoever left the one star review i appreciate you yeah whatever whatever girl that was (laughs) watch it be like some some like guy that just didn't like like it actually yeah it's like just sitting there and he's like what are you talking about dude what (laughs) It's like bodybuilding. That's stupid. (laughs) No, it was definitely an ex-girlfriend for sure. It's okay. I don't miss you. But anyway, so we appreciate you guys. We love you. Please leave us a five-star review. Five, not one, five. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to us. Uh, And until next time, thank you for listening to the Modcast. Yeah, we appreciate you all. Have a good one.